0: Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing
1: today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded.
0: Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. We are off, <laughs> running, we're having fun. That's right. <laughs> we, we are also exhausted I am just exhausted.
1: A little, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy busy week here for us at uh, at Cornerstone. We have our women's conference coming up this weekend. Yeah. And so that pretty much means all hands on deck for doing all kinds of things that we don't normally do. Mm-hmm. Or extra of the things that we do normally do. Yes, yeah, extras. Yeah. But... It's great. It's going to be an awesome weekend. Fitting in a podcast feels like a miracle. Like- <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know if we were going to get to do one this week. Me too. I'll, I'll be super honest. I was like, oh, I don't know if a podcast is going to happen this week. I've been pushing hard. But we're here. We made it happen. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'm excited. We have our entire Coliseum right now is like all pink. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I've been. it's been weird because I've been helping make things pink all day. Yeah. I'm like. It's <laughs> It's true. <laughs> It is weird. I
0: agree. I do all the lights and like it's for the sanctuary, all the lighting, and it's just Super Chick. Yeah, it's like Super. There used to be a band called Super Chick, right? I have no idea. Anyway, Super. It's like
1: pink, purples, and sh- other shades of pinks and purples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been making working with uh, basically with pink and shiny gold <laughs> all day today. So right up our strength <laughs> it's right in our strength zones i know lena had me helping her with uh doing the photo booths for a little bit and which are pretty sweet but it's literally like pink white and shimmery gold and it has to look like very aesthetically pleasing and i i'm guessing you're not it's not your strength zone that's not my strength zone i feel pretty good though i did like one whole thing and i was like you're just the muscle it's like <laughs>
0: you're just the muscle don't even dare try to give yourself any credit.
1: Okay, all I did was copy exactly what Leanna was doing. Yeah. But I still felt like I accomplished yep. something. No, come on. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know I got a
0: cup. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Now, So, oh, seven and one.
1: You're seven and one. Yeah. And you had a bounce back. I did. I had a bounce back. You're five and three. Uh, yeah. Five and three. Nice. Five and three. Yeah. So, wow. Lions won. I predict um, a bye week. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm all, I'm gonna hop on that train. See, I'm predicting a bye week for the Lions. Let me just say this about the about the Detroit Lions since they're on are bye, we can't
0: predict a game this week. That's right. But I will say this: I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Starting okay.
1: right now, division's wrapped up. Division's wrapped up. It's wrapped up. It's give, It's beautifully wrapped up. If I heard somebody say this, if the Lions don't win the North, it'll be one of the biggest disappointments in football ever. They have put out the um,
0: division win percentage predictions. Yeah. Yeah. The Lions have the highest percentage prediction. It's like 87%
1: chance to win the North. The uh, the NFC North. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean – if you look at all the other divisions, that totally makes sense. Yeah. The Lions are definitely top of their division right now. The only one close was the Vikings, who started to look really good, but now Kirk Cousins is down. Uh, he, exactly. He's, he's, he's out. And, I mean, the Bears? No, 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 no. The Packers? No. So, I mean, 87%, I'm, I'll get by on that. It'd be so sad. If it all fell apart, it would be so sad. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's going to either.
0: <laughs> so that's but that's my bold prediction. Some we predict the wins, but this week I predict we've won the division, even though there are nine games left. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's nine more games and I I've, I've already told you. That's it. It's done. We won it. Um hey, Pastor Aaron. Yeah. Get in the game. Get
1: in the game. Do it. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but when you said get in the game, all I could think about was High School Musical. That's a bad thing. <laughs> That's a bad thing. I that I agree. Is that the song? Yeah. I I agree. That's a bad thing. That's a very bad thing. Unfortunately, though, I watched that movie so many times as a young kid that when you say, you know, Get in the game. All I can see is Zac Efron. Oh gosh, that's depressing. <laughs> I know it's so bad. I'm like frustrated that that's the thought that comes into my head. High School Musical has tainted an
0: entire generation. Not for the better either.
1: No, not for the better. I don't know. I knew. I know lots of people who are still like obsessed with High School Musical and think it's a great movie and incredible story. We're
0: all in this together. That's the only thing I know from High School Musical. <laughs> I don't. I saw a little bit of High School Musical. I don't know why. I was on my TV. Maybe my kids were watching it. Oh. Anyway, when I think of getting the game, you know what I think of? <laughs> what do you think of? Please tell me it's better than Zach Efron. Way better. There, what do you got? I, I had a Sega Genesis video game system growing up. Yeah. And there was a football. I think it was Madden football okay. game. Yeah. And when you plugged it in the little um screen would pop up and it would say ea sports it's in the game and i can't tell you how many times i heard that yeah i mean i probably heard that thousands of times let's go see that's way better and but it's in the game is what the guy says on the ea sports but this is get in the game get in the game that's right it's in the game so get in the game um let me share this awesome story with you. All right, go for it. You know the awesome movie
1: Rocky? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, Wait, which one? I mean, they're all awesome. This is the this is the story of the first Rocky. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Amazing. So Sylvester Stallone. This is a true story of of this. What I'm going to tell you. Yeah. True story. He watches an actual boxing match that Muhammad Ali was in. I forget the opponent he was facing, but he almost lost. Muhammad Ali almost lost. Yeah, They went like 15 rounds. Boxing wow. matches don't go that long anymore. No. Muhammad Ali won because 19 seconds left in the 15th round. He knocked out this guy. Wow. That's the only reason he won. That's crazy. Sylvester Stallone watched that fight. It was so inspiring to him. In a short period of time after that, like a very short window of time, like a few like days, he writes the story called Rocky. Wow. And he takes it to all these execs, like movie production places, and he's handing them his, his script and it's getting interest. Yeah. Um, He has a caveat. (laughs) Yes. He has a caveat though for this whole thing. He says... I am playing Rocky. Yeah. But he's never acted
1: before. He's never acted before in his life. So,
0: some movie houses and the production companies were like, I'll give you $350,000 for your script, but you can't act in it. Yeah. He's like, he turns it down. Wow, that's yeah. insane. He ends up signing with the company. They gave him $35,000 for the script, and they let him be the actor. And he signed in there. A percentage of the profits goes to him. Yeah. So he takes this risk.
1: Yeah. He's huge risk He's
0: forcing himself into this experience. Yeah. And he's taken a $300,000, more than $300,000 pay cut. Yep. He's taken a massive pay cut to take a huge risk in order to get in this movie or get in the game. Well, um, I don't want to have a – I don't want, like, a spoiler. I don't want to spoil it, but (laughs) big
1: success. (laughs) Big big success. Listen, Rocky came out in what? When did the original Rocky come out? 1985? (laughs) Maybe. It's the 1980s. If you haven't figured out that Rocky wasn't a big success since now, you deserve to have it spoiled. I'm just saying. Spoiler alert. This guy, Rocky, is a pretty good boxer
0: <laughs> and a quite the underdog, but wins. Okay? And the first movie is super successful. He makes a whole lot more than $350,000, which was the biggest offer he was getting for his script, and uh, ends up, you know, bets on himself. You know, yeah. puts himself in this movie, gets in the game, bets on himself. It pays off big time. How many Rocky movies are there now? Six or eight? Six. Okay, there's, there's six. six. Now there's there, six. There's six
1: Rocky movies plus the creed movies which are a spin off of the rocky movies and he plays rocky in those movies so he's getting paid his his he, he obviously you know he's done a whole
0: ton of movies yeah but the rocky movie put him on the map now everybody wants him
1: big success story he got in the game he got in that's the game that's pretty inspiring it is it's incredible um and you know i've i've heard that story before and what i love about it is that he stuck to what he wanted he knew that he wanted to play rocky and so when somebody came along and said hey we'll give you this massive contract but you don't get to play rocky he turned it down because he knew what he he knew that he wanted to play rocky and he was willing to take a massive risk and i I love that about that story if you're going to get in the game you're going to take a massive risk massive absolutely there's there's
0: not a single person Who's taken any job which requires some leadership, where you're going to be in charge of people? Right. There's one thing to be like, okay, you're you're. I don't want to say anything where like make people mad, but like certain jobs don't require much out of you. Yep. When I worked at a pizza place and I made pizzas, I was in charge of myself and myself only. Right. right. If and I managed myself.
1: I led to yep. myself. Yep,
0: I led to myself enough to impress the managers and get raises. But I, that was it. I managed myself. Yeah. But if you're going to get into a, a position, a career where you're managing people, you're mm-hmm. training people, you're helping people, you're, you're uh, teaching people, you're, you it's stressful oh.
1: to to take. That's a risk. Yeah. yeah it's it's stressful, stressful because now all of a sudden, it's not just you that's affected by whether you're good or not. Yeah. When you when you take a risk in any kind of leadership, it's now other people that yeah. are affected. Yeah. I remember the first time that somebody that was a leader of me looked at me and said, "Hey, if this project succeeds, it's on you. And if this project fails, that's on you too." Yeah. And I remember the weight of that sinking in Yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm going to work super hard to try to make this as much of a success as possible. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's not just me anymore. People sit
0: on the sidelines because they're afraid they're afraid Mm -hmm. of letting themselves down. They're afraid of letting others down. They're afraid of failure. Yeah. fear plays a major role in people just saying, hey listen I'm gonna I really like I'm gonna sit on the sidelines I like sitting on the sidelines I'm used to sitting on the sidelines right it's pretty comfortable on the sidelines yeah a um, nice comfy bench over here. It's, yeah just kind of sit out you know not engage not get in not not participate not be a part um, but it's so clear Pastor Aaron that Jesus desires. And just so wants us to, quote unquote, get in the game, mm-hmm. get out there, get in the game, do some, <laughs> do something. And we've talked about this before. And it's like, it's worth mentioning again, that the Lord can call us to so many different things. Come on. So as long as we fall under that, that like the, the, the characters of God, right? Yeah, they, there's there's God can call us to it almost seems an unlimited f- amount of things, but they all fit into the window of this is God's character. Yeah, God's character, you know, his character. So, like, you know, we've talked about this before. He's not going to call you to be a drug dealer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's not going to call you to be a thief, and right. a robber, but he's going to call you to be a bricklayer. He's going to call you to be a mother. He's going to call you to be a teacher. He's going to call you to be a coach. He's going to call you to be a pastor, a worship leader, you know, an intern director. He's going to call you to be an intern. He's going to call you to do some things as long as it fits within his character. Right. And, and, and when he calls you to get in the game, when he calls you to do all these things, you got to actually like step out and like conquer fears.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to conquer some fears. I remember um, I was 15, and actually I was 14, and oh, I really so felt... So you're just
0: a liar now.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's just an honest mistake. <laughs> okay. Um, And you, you'll understand why here in a second. I was 14 when I really felt like the Lord was calling me to go uh, on a missions trip, to go overseas. I was 15 when I actually went on the trip, so mm. that's why I, I kind of got it mixed up. But I was 14 when the church announced this big trip, and I really felt like I wanted to go. Um, I was... Pretty terrified though to sign up and commit to this trip because I had actually felt like a few years before, like the Lord was calling me to go on a different trip and I wasn't able to raise all the money. Okay. I had signed up as as interested and like put my name down. I was like, Yes, I want to go, and started doing all this stuff, but I couldn't raise all the money. I think I was only (coughs) I was in eighth grade, so it was like 12 or 13 maybe 13 at that time and so it would have been a year later and all I could think about was man last time I felt like I was supposed to go on a trip I didn't go I couldn't raise all the money so you're thinking maybe this is just gonna be the it's just gonna be you know, the same thing I'm not gonna be able again to it for me I'm not gonna be able to do it again but I really what felt so impressed by the Holy Spirit to go I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it I signed up and that next eight months or so, I worked so hard. Yeah, at fundraising. It's funny that you say that because
0: usually, like, not usually. From my experience, when the people who work at trying to raise the money get it. Yeah. How, oh like yeah. Hundred
1: percent of the time. Yeah, and it was crazy because there were you know there, I've shared this story before, but that first trip, um, I was it was a pretty expensive trip. The, the church was flying down with a big organization. We were going down to Honduras. Um, I think it was like $2,500 or something like that for this trip. Um, so it was a, a pretty expensive trip at the time. And I was, it was coming close to the deadline and I had, I had been working like crazy, man. I had been, I'd been, i have been doing gardening. I've been mowing lawns. I have any kind of organized fundraiser that there was. I was a part of it. I was selling stuff. I would uh, worked with a uh, organization that was like doing like vegetable boxes, and I would like go door to door and sell as many as I could, and I would get like four dollars per box. And so I'm like doing all this stuff, and the day before the deadline, I called in and I checked how much money I needed. I was six hundred dollars short. Wow. It's like oh, and I felt like that. Oh no, like this wave uh, of emotion this, all over again. Yeah, this is uh, here it is again. I didn't make it, and then I showed up to church that Sunday. And I actually had somebody who said, hey, I'll write the check for however much it costs. But then you just come to work for me Mm -hmm. when you get home for like two or three months. Wow. And and work it off. Wow. I was like, okay. So I I went up to ask, you know, hey, what's the exact amount? I got somebody who's going to write a check. And they, you know, pull up on the computer and they're like, oh, actually, nothing. You don't know a single thing. Wow. I was like, what? Like yeah, last night we had a uh, an anonymous donation. Really? That filled your exact amount. <laughs> and I was like shocked. I could not believe it. Yeah. And it's but, like you're being rewarded for getting in the game. But uh, but that's it. I was willing to step out and say, Lord, I'm gonna get in the game. Uh-huh. I, I I was. I'll I'll be honest. I was scared to go on that trip. It was, and I was scared that I wasn't gonna be able to go on the trip. I wasn't gonna be able to make the money. Yeah. But I said, I'm gonna step out and, and just see what God can do if I say yes. Oh, yeah. And when I stepped out and when I said yes and I put my hand to the work, God responded. Yeah. And I got to go on that trip. It was the first, first time I've been out of the country, first time I've been on a plane, and it was an incredible trip. And now I get to be a part of going on trips all over the world with Cornerstone, and it, it's incredible. So God calls us to get in the game, but he tends not to
0: supply until we take... The first step. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. And and it's seen a lot in scriptures and it's seen a lot in my life and my friend's lives. So like big example would be like, you know, Jesus is walking on the water towards the boat in the storm. Yeah. And you know, Peter's like, if you Jesus call me out there and Jesus, what does he say? Come come that. Whoa. That's I'm going to need a little bit more from you, Jesus. I'm going to need you to tell me like, Don't worry. Yeah, this is what it's like to walk on water. This is what you're gonna feel you're under your feet, like, and this just, is just how just, you walk on yeah, water. Yeah, just kind of look at me, like <laughs> I got it. it is, he's, no, he's not even saying it. It's just like, come. I'm, I'm guessing walking on water is a little bit like <laughs> like hopping on skis for the first time. Like I don't know, but like there's some instructions that come with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just like come. And you're like kind of waiting for a little bit more. Like, no, Jesus says get in the game. All right. Now that you're in the game, I'll supply, I'll, I'll, I'll provide. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll meet you there. Right. Right. That's so good. Pastor Ben was, was at my house just chatting uh, back in America from Tokyo. And he says, you know, it was interesting when the Lord first asked me, um, who will go for us? Who will I, who can we send? Yeah. And I responded to God here am my Lord, send me. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say anything else to me except awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Yeah. Like, you know, he he didn't uh, all of a sudden, like, flood my email inbox with well, how to prepare for Tokyo one day. Yeah. Like, there was no classes or, like, there, there was no, like, warning from heaven about, you're going to need to learn Jap- Japanese. Yeah. There was no like inclinations to like get ready for anything like that. God called me to get in the game. I said yes. I got in the game and then as I'm in the game, I'm learning how to play the game. Yeah. And that's how God works. Yeah. He'll he'll you got to learn how to play the game in the game while you're playing. Yeah, you can do. You got to learn while you're playing. Uh, and it's like a faith journey. God yeah. God makes sure. It's a faith journey. Yeah. Why? Because we walk by, by faith, faith, not by sight. Yeah. So, you know, I think Ben's attitude would have been a lot different if like, you know, a couple of years before he was going to Japan, he like already knew Japanese and like it, he understood the economy of Japan and like how to live overseas and how right. to prepare to live overseas. He didn't just know. He didn't know any of that stuff. He just right. pe- went up, packed up his family and left. And he talks about how. Major learning curve. Yeah. Getting there. Major learning curve. He, and he, he even asked God, Lord, why didn't you prepare me more for this? You know, why, why does it feel like I'm jumping out of a plane without the parachute on? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's because God says it's a faith journey. I'll get you, I'll teach you as you go. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll teach you as you go. But you got to get in the game. I remember when I didn't get in the game one time. I remember mm-hmm. I was on, uh, playing uh, soccer first time we went to overtime and we, we ended overtime in a tie and okay. the coach is like, all right, it's shootout. It's a shootout. We're like, what does that mean? You know, we don't even <laughs> yeah. know like what's happening. We're like, "What?" you know, he's explaining to us about how there's going to be like six, I'm going to choose six of you and you're each going to make a penalty kick from yeah. that spot. The and you have got one kick. Yeah. If you miss it, that's it. If you make it awesome. And whoever has more goals after six kicks each wins the game. And like immediately feeling like I don't want him to pick me. (laughs) Yeah. That's too much pressure. Like I don't want to miss. I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to make up people upset. I don't want to like look like a fool. Like, and I remember him looking at me saying, Luke, I want you to kick. I want you to be one of the six that kick for us. And I just was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, okay. And he chose another person. Yeah. And I watched that other person go in there. With courage. He was just as scared as I was, but he decided to do it anyway. He was going to do it anyway. And I, and I realized I missed a big opportunity. Mm, man. Missed a big opportunity. And, and some of our players missed their kicks. Yeah. And I, you know what I noticed? They were not made fun of, they were not, uh, people weren't angry at them. Yeah. They were like supported and loved on and comforted. And yeah. I was like, man, I, I, I missed an opportunity hundred percent. And I, and I told myself, like I made like an inner vow. I was like, I'm never going to pull myself out of the game. Yeah. If the coach tells me to get in the game, I'm just going to, I'm going to get in. I'm going to get in and I'm going to do my best. If you, if you just, I, I realized something. If I tried my hardest, I had yeah. no regrets. Right. I gave it everything I had, even though I messed up. I can't, what else can I do? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and as an athlete, there's a lot of comfort in that. And I, and I tried to – and so I remember the next time that there, there was another game that went in overtime that was still a tie, we went into the penalty kicks. And I actually remember the coach looked at me again and said, Luke, I want you to kick for us this time. And it was like he was adamant this time. Like, "Yeah, you need to get it in there? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I go in there, I made my goal. I felt good. But, like, it was one of those things where, though, I tried my hardest, you know. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot, too. I, I remember the first time. I, don't, I wasn't prepared. I, I had never practiced a penalty kick before. Yeah. And I, that was one of the fears. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Ah. And actually, after that game, I was so disappointed in myself, I started practicing penalty kicks routinely. Yeah. And I actually got good at them. I could hit the corners and things like that. And I was pretty confident. I remember when he asked me, I was like, I'm definitely, I'm going in there. I'm going to make this kick. Yeah. And I kicked my ball perfectly into that top left corner. It, I picked, kicked it where I wanted to kick it. We made it. And I got confident. But that came with some practice, right? And, and so, so there's some of the things we can do. We can practice yeah. to get confidence up so that when the Lord asks us to get in the game, we'll have a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, confidence and, and swagger about, our, about us.
1: Yeah, 100%. I was thinking about um, when, when you do have a moment of, of stepping out of the game. And then you realize, man, I shouldn't have stepped out and you Uh, come back. Big regrets. What happens though is you, you either you have an option in that moment. You can either realize that I needed to get back in the game. I should have stayed in next time. This opportunity comes up. I'm going to take it. I'm going to start practicing right now for it, which is exactly what you did. Yeah. Or the other option, which unfortunately a lot of people I see do this is they miss it. And then they think, oh, well, I guess I just, I just can't do it. And, and so they, they just kind of stop. And the next time the opportunity comes up, they do the exact same thing. Well, I'm just not ready. I haven't practiced. I don't don't know what to do. And yeah, they're like back at square one and they're right back at square one. And they almost, it almost like they, they get, uh, frozen. Yeah. They, They don't know what to do. Yeah. And then the opportunity passes by, and then, oh, man, I should have done something. But if you don't start to actually take those opportunities and practice for them and and pre-decide before the next time comes up, Mm -hmm. because that's what you did. You had a moment where you said, you know what, next time I will say yes. And you practiced, and then the next opportunity showed up, and you had pre-decided. If coach looks at me and says, Luke, you're kicking, you're going to say yes. Yeah. And so there's a, there's so much power in making a pre-decision to say, all right, the next time the Lord gives me an opportunity to invite somebody to church, I'm saying, yes, I'm taking it. Yeah. And then the Lord gives it to you and you say, all right, this is it. I'm taking, it, I'm doing it. Yes. And you have to be able to have the the self-discipline to make a Mm pre-decision so that when the moment comes, you're not having to decide right then. Oh no. Do I kick it? Do I not? Do I let fear win? Am I going to be courageous? Yeah. Like if you're having to have that battle in your head when the decision's right in front of you, more often than not, you're probably going to bow out. Yeah, you will. But, but if you have pre decided, you know what, next time an opportunity comes up, I'm taking it. When that opportunity shows up, there might be a little bit of fear that comes up. Yeah. But you've already decided, no, I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And you can push through and overcome. Oh, man. It get in the game folks get in the game there's lots of opportunities to get in the game
0: and I know what it's like to like to chicken out I hate that feeling of regret yeah. yeah and I think the Lord is so gracious and so kind he'll give us second chances praise the Lord isn't that awesome it is awesome I always feel like there was the Lord will offer a second chance to to, 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 to do it again yeah sometimes too you get in the game and you mess up Mhm. maybe you for me, you know that message didn't go how I wanted it to go. Uh, that that meeting didn't go how I wanted it to go. That yeah. phone call didn't go how I wanted it to go. And you're gonna get another chance to yeah. preach again, to have another lead, another meeting, to make another phone call, to to respond and to an email again differently. Like you're gonna yep. get another chance. Don't make the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make mistakes. Yep, you're gonna make mistakes, and. I respect somebody who's in the game making mistakes more than somebody who just says, no, I'm too scared. No. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I respect, I respect the person in the game, making mistakes more. One hundred percent. And the Lord is not afraid of our mistakes and he's aware that you're going to make mistakes. Thank the Lord. But he's still calling you into the game. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? That, that is awesome. It's been great to be with you today, audience. Mm. It's, it's been, been a fun. great one. But, oh, Enjoyed this. I have to. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a
1: hearty bowl of podcast stew. Hearty bowl of podcast stew. On a cold day. Oh, we're getting into soup and chili and stew season right now. Mmm, stews. We, we've been eating lots of soup and stew at my house right now. Mm. This is a hearty bowl of podcast stew today. I, I agree. I love it. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, mm. All right, audience. We'll catch you on the next one. See you guys. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody?
1: Today, come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work him off today. It's flooded.
0: Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.